Welcome back to another episode of Around the Grid. My name is Parth, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Raj. Alright, let's let's skip the formalities. Let's just get right into it, okay? This this was possibly the most eventful race of this year, and I just want to dive right into it. Yeah, okay. definitely the most fun race we had. And yes, I agree. So just to recap, this past weekend we raced in Baku. Um always an always fantastic race for the past what three, four years we've raced here. Um always a safety car and we had plenty of those this race plenty as well. of drama all the time something plenty always goes wrong and it's always a dramatic race exactly exactly and it's not just the race it's the whole session or it's the whole yeah. weekend that just anyway from practice straight to the race there's always been some kind of mistake or something wrong has happened but let's get right into it yeah so how do you i always ask this how do you, how do you feel about it I, I came into this weekend expecting a lot. Like I, I was pumped. I was like, okay, this is a strong track for Mercedes. It's always been a strong track for Mercedes. I, I was, I was, I had, I had high hopes, but it, it didn't quite pan out. And yeah. that all started from, start from free, free practice all the way to the race. Something was just wrong. Uh, yep. But let's let, let, let's let's discuss qualifying now. Let's go. So, Charles Leclerc. <laughs> that shocked me. I don't know how Charles Leclerc crawled out on pole again. That was I think for a second was, time this year. It was this one. I mean, Monica who deserved it, but this one I felt like it was a fluke because he got there a were massive, a lot of flags. Well, yeah, but he also got a massive, massive toe from Hamilton coming out of his outlap. Um, and again, uh, we we can talk we can talk about the toe a little bit later because there's yeah, a lot yeah, okay, of okay. stuff happening yeah, yeah. with the toe. Yeah, yeah. So right, so second Leclerc, place. P1, second place, Lewis Hamilton, third place, Verstappen, fourth place, Pierre Gasly, which is, damn, that's, that's, that's impressive. Uh, and fifth, we had Carlos Sainz. Yep. yep. All right. Um, both the cars looked really good. I mean, I think Yuki had kind of, or yeah. for, for AlphaTauri's, yeah. Both the cars, I think Yuki had kind of struggled in the past. I mean, the only good race he had was Bahrain. But now, mm-hmm. it looked like he felt comfortable again with the car. Hopefully, he can just continue doing this, but... Um, he, he qualified eighth, and Gasly, of course, fourth, which was it was just fantastic for Alphatari's. Yeah, I hope he can carry the momentum, this moment, this positive momentum throughout the season. Because even not just qualifying, he did pretty well during the race. But we'll discuss that later. Yep. yep. And so let's talk about let's talk about the toe because there's a lot going on with that. Huge toe. So yeah, Charles got a toe from Hamilton. Uh. And obviously, if if you guys don't know what a toe is, it's it's when the car in front of you basically punches a hole in the air for the car behind, and that reduces drag for the car behind, which means you can go faster in a straight line. Um, depending on circumstances of the track and 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 wind and whatnot, uh, having a toe can equate to having an additional twenty to forty horsepower, which is in, in which is still huge, which is huge, uh, especially in Baku because the main street is huge. Yeah, it's one point four miles long. I think it, it is. is I think the longest straight out, flat out section of any track we'll have this year. Longer than Monza, about as long as, yeah. as Spa. Longer than Sochi for sure. But it's a, it's a huge. The toe makes a giant difference on this track, and Charles yeah. got a massive toe off of Hamilton. Yep. And I mean, and Hamilton couldn't really do his... anything because he was on his out lap, so he was literally exactly, starting yeah. his lap. So if he slowed down, he could have messed up his lap. Um, so it was just unfortunate. I mean, I'm not sure if Ferrari really meant to do it, like if it was on purpose, but it helped. I mean, him it worked out. out in his favor. So whatever yeah. happened happens, and Charles got pulled. 
And bro. So, what? Let me talk about this real quick. Okay. Perez? Oh, yeah. All throughout the weekend, looked so strong. He was FP1, on top of FP1, FP2, FP3, qualifying, most of qualifying. But then we had a lot of shit go down in qualifying, so he couldn't really get a good lap out of it, and he qualified seventh. But that that car, bro, holy shit. The Red Bull was on fire this weekend. Yeah. It was so good. I was It was fantastic seeing him in there because... That second, we all know about that second seat. We know that, you know. Almost, second, it's cursed. It, it's should, basically I cursed. guess it's cursed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he he made it work, bro. I just, I'm really hoping that he's getting his form back. But again, Baku is also one of his strongest tracks. Yeah. Um, he's always done well in, in even other cars, uh, or actually just Force India. Um, so it's it's good seeing him up at the front with the Red Bull. Um, yeah. Uh, this was, I think, the most dramatic qualifying of the entire year because usually it's Monaco who touched the most dramatic, but this year there were four red flags in qualifying, which is... It, which it's is, tied for the most red flags in qualifying yep, ever. Yep, it is. Yep. It's just crazy. So there's uh, a lot of driver errors going down in turn 15, and that did screw some people, some people over for their laps because of the red flags, but, you know, there's always a race. Yeah, and like... In turn 15, I think Gio and Stroll both got caught out and they crashed. So we got safety car and, you know, it was eventually red or not safety car. It was red flagged. Uh, so session was stopped, but it was obviously resumed because we had enough time. Yeah. But then Q3, Yuki crashes first. And then I think Sainz was trying to avoid him. But he Sainz was, he was, he was still going on his lap. But then what, what, what Sainz radio said that he was, he got distracted. By the crash because that's obviously like huge, and he just locked yeah. up and spun off into the uh, runoff area. Yeah, and uh, of course with with Yuki crashing with a minute and thirty seconds to go, uh, a minute and thirty seconds to go, the session was stopped. I mean, you can't set because you, you can't you can't yeah you just can't you can't go around the track in a minute thirty. So yep. that was the end of qualifying. But let's talk about a disappointment here. Yeah, this is normally <laughs> this is normally a really strong track for him. Valtteri Bottas has had some exceptional performances on this track before. Agreed. Um, he qualified in P8 with Williams in 2016. Second yep. in 2017 with Mercedes. Third in 2018 with Mercedes. And he was on pole in 2019, the last time he raced here. So I expected a lot from him. But he ended up qualifying in 10th. Uh, I just it's didn't just, find the pace. I don't know. It just It's almost sad. Like, I know I don't want a Mercedes to win, but it's just sad seeing him struggle so much and getting so much shit for it, too. It's yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no, I, the only explanation I have is that uh, the two Mercedes were on a different setups on the car. Hamilton was running a low downforce setup, which obviously helps you go faster in the straights. And Bottas was on a high downforce setup, which, which is going to uh, nerf you a lot on the straights. And... So Bottas had a high downforce setup, and he gave a toe to Hamilton, and he didn't get a he was he did not get a toe at all, and with that high downforce setup, he ideally you would want a toe, but he didn't get one at all at all. So he dropped down to qualified in P10. That was just unfortunate. 
even during the practice sessions, he wasn't really getting his form at all. Like he wasn't. Well, to be anything. fair, both of them were struggling a lot. Yeah, both practice. of them were. It was surprising to see Hamilton up there, but then again, you can never count out Hamilton or Mercedes. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's oh man, it's insane. Um, Lighter Norris had a surprisingly. He got a so when there was a red flag. He didn't slow down enough, or he didn't go into the pit right away. And Stewards gave him a three-year penalty, which was I, I thought it was fair. I mean, sure, but then they also gave so him. So he three was points. dropped down three points on the grid. Yeah, so he started ninth. Um, and they also gave him three points on his license, which is pretty harsh. I feel like, because I, I don't think it's like the three-plus grid penalty. Like I get that. That that's so. That, I get that's, that. Yeah. That, that that's gonna that's just gonna happen. But yeah. the uh, super license points, that's just, that's just excessive, I think. Like, what, that's not really, he did make a mistake, but it's not, it's not worth three points. I feel like it was a safe one, too, because, because he was going way too fast for the pit lane anyways, and yeah. in Baku, the pit lane is very narrow, and it's kind of windy, so you really have to slow down for it, and by the time he got confirmation to come in, it was too late, so he just went on to continue his lap, um, I just don't know if it was justified for three points. The thing he's is, up... he's obviously not going to go for another fast lap because yeah, it's a red flag. Yeah. So I don't know why they... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And So if you guys don't know if this is your first time and you don't know how super license works, it's basically you get points on your license. And if you get to 12 points, you get a race ban. So Norris is now up to um, eight points. So four more points and he gets a race ban. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. It I don't think it has happened since the time I've been watching Formula One. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it happen either. Yeah, so Hamilton got really close last year, but yeah, it does reset. It, it does reset uh, to those of you listening after twelve months, I believe. So yeah. those those points go away. But like, crucially, still, it's twelve months. That doesn't mean a year. That doesn't mean it resets through the season. You will carry over points from last year. So, and this is only the seventh race, bro. It, It's, I mean, some of those are points from last year, but again, it's still seven races. That's it. You still got so many more go. races. Yeah. Yeah. 16, still, 17 races. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I just hope, hope he doesn't get a race ban. Um, uh, that would be, that would spawn a riot from the fans. Yeah. That, and also the fact that Ferrari and McLaren are so close together in the championship. Yeah, they can't afford to do it. They can't afford just. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to... Wait, race van. Do you think they're going to run somebody else in the car, or is it just Norris and they his would, cars? They're definitely going to have a, a sub. Right, okay, that's what I thought. Like, okay. I don't know who McLaren's uh, sub driver is. It might be uh, It might be Stoff, it might be it might be Hulkenberg. I'm not I'm not sure who it is, but I'm pretty they're sure going to run will, a sub. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they will tap into... Because since they run Mercedes engine now, they might be able to have access to Mercedes drivers now. So then it's going to be Hulkenberg or Stoffel Vendorn. That's most likely. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I believe that's correct. That I feel like that happened before as well. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on. I think the most juiciest part of the whole weekend and what we really want to dive into because there's a lot to dive into. The race. Now, oh, we, we just read off the, the qualifying positions, the way the grid would start. Now I'm going to read off the way that the race ended. Okay? Alright. Sergio Perez. First place. From P7. Sebastian Vettel. 
from P11. Second Pierre place. Gasly from P4. Charles, well, he dropped back from P1, but that's thing that was all kind of expected. Lando Norris <laughs> from P5 or P9. Bro. And he finished in fifth. He finished in fifth. I don't think anybody would have expected this. This, especially Sebastian. if somebody put money on this, like if they bet for this podium, imagine how much fucking money they would have made. Bro, jeez, man. Somebody actually called it out too, but they messed up the Sebastian Vettel and the Pierre Gasly. They switched them up, but somebody did call this podium out for. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't think any. Our predictions were just not there. <laughs> bro, our pre- yeah, our predictions were gone out the window, bro. <laughs> There was, was no chance. I think I kind of expected it too because there's no way. Baku always surprises people. Or not surprises people. It's just chaotic. And that's what we got. Chaos. Um, so let's just run down the race, right? Because there's a lot that happened off the get-go. Um, of course, Charles starts in pole. By lap two, I mean, he's gone, bro. Hamilton overtakes him. And then... Of course, Max overtakes him by lap seven, and by lap uh, eight, Perez. Perez, Perez gets an amazing start, dude. Off the bat, he t- makes two positions. Yeah, it's amazing. I was so happy to see him like that. It's just amazing to see another Red Bull, a second Red Bull, challenging, like actually being competitive. It was. Yeah. It, I was been, so it's happy. It's been like three years since we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hamilton takes the undercut under uh, undercut for for this one, so he p- pits first. But bro, I don't know what it is. Well, actually, this wasn't Mercedes' fault, but the way it worked, that they finished their pit stop, but they had to wait for Pierre Gasly to pass so they can release Hamilton from the pit, and yeah. it lasted four point three seconds. And, and because of that, he lost the position to Verstappen. Yep, Verstappen was able to come out. Um, or Verstappen was able to, you know, pass him, and then when Verstappen pit, which is, you know, you know, Red Bull are pretty good with their pit stops most of the time because we're about to get into why they're not. Um, Verstappen pits, he comes out of in front of Hamilton, and then Perez pits right after, and he gets a slow pit stop. Um, something with the 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 gun, the wheel gun. Yeah, the, the the back left tire just didn't one getting on because the, the the wheel gun wasn't. I don't know, something with the wheel gun was rough, but he was yeah. a, it was a 4.6-second pit stop. But he still comes out in front of Hamilton, just not as by much. It was like by two, three car lengths, maybe. Yeah, uh, barely Very gets close out. between them. And then for the rest of the race, bro, before the restart, rest of the race, bro, Hamilton is within like a second, a second and a half, maybe two, and Perez has to defend the crap out of that, out of him. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how he was able to do that, man. I mean, I know it's a street circuit and it is difficult to overtake, but it's Baku. Like, there are well, plenty of It's not of difficult overtake. to overtake in Baku. Yeah, yeah. there are definitely enough overtake um, positions, but but the Red Bulls were both, both of the Red Bulls were really fast through Section 1 or Sector 1 and 2. And then Mercedes were fa- faster through, or Hamilton was faster through Sector, sector 3. So that was the only time he could really catch up to him, but other than that, he just couldn't keep up with the Red Bull. Yeah, Hamilton was complaining for most of the race about how the rear end was really unstable. Yeah, and obviously with the unstable rear end, that that causes a lot of confidence issues, maybe. And yep. 
So he just couldn't get the gap down in sectors one and two. It was, it was just great seeing from that because, I mean, the commentators were talking about this too. Perez has never defended against Hamilton in equal, basically equal car. Yeah, he did and, last year in in Turkey, but that was in an inferior car. Yeah, and it just, I mean, you got your what seven time world champion behind you. That's difficult, bro. And a Mercedes. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, props to him, man. I, I can't speak enough of that. Of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what everybody liked to see was have Vettel was reading, leading the race for a bit, even though he was on hards. He started on hards, um, so he did, he could go out longer. Uh, but he eventually pitted first the soft, and uh, he was bro. He was looking good too. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was a good um, strategy call by Aston Martin too. Yeah, both of the cars were on a good strategy. Uh, yeah, they were, but the unfortunate happened, but we'll, we'll come to that. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, Vettel was just doing really well, good overtakes and, uh, he, he really made it work. Um, do you, do you want to talk about? Uh, Speaking of not making it work, (laughs) uh, I mean, Bottas was just, he couldn't, couldn't do anything. I, I, he started 10th and just. He dropped to like twelfth or something. Uh, he just kept dropping, bro. He thirteenth, and then at I one mean, point he, he held between... he held tenth until the safety car restarted. Then he just couldn't do anything about it. At one point, he was like between both of the Williams, like he was just a sandwich. Yeah, which was sad. Like a Williams sandwich. Yeah, uh, his car just wasn't fast enough to the straights. Like they would give us the readouts of the speed, and he just was not fast enough. Which, yeah, his I mean, highest his highest speed was two two miles two or three miles per hour slower than the highest speed, which was by Max. And, which and is on insane. a track with a with a straight this long, that's significant. Yeah. So he was just a sitting duck on the straights, and you know maybe it was a bad drive for him for him, but I can't help but think it's it has to be more than just him, because considering his past history on this track, I mean. He did so well on this track in the past couple of years. From Williams, he went from P six to from P eight to P six. Uh, in twenty seventeen, arguably his best performance, he came from last and claimed second place in twenty seventeen. He was a lap down on the first on the in the first couple of laps because mm-hmm. of a collision. Yep. And he, he fought through the entire field and finished second in twenty seventeen from twentieth. And then, he led the entire race in twenty eighteen and then just DNF'd due to a puncture which was extremely unfortunate. And then he just straight up won the race in 2019 from pole. But this year, he was just, he was just nowhere, which is really sad to see. Do you think the pressure is getting to him or starting to get like to him? I, I don't, it might be the pressure. It might just be his confidence is like down. Yeah. Or like, because th- this guy is super resilient. We've We've seen how he deals with social media pressure. He's really good at that, but... I don't know. I feel like I feel like there might be a a crack in the armor now. If you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I I just it's insane to me how a Mercedes can be doesn't matter who drives it. It could be down there, so like it just wasn't fighting anybody. It was and really strange I, to see and hopefully he can like bring it back in France or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh my god, don't even get me started about France. 
we we're going from this race to fucking France, bro. Yeah, yeah. But the, <laughs> that's a later topic. It's, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the big talking points, I think the whole race kind of like revolved around this, and it started with Stroll's crash. Um, so as you said before, Stroll was on hards for around thirty laps, and I mean that's nothing for hards. They can last even longer, and they did for some of the other cars. But on the straight, he's going, and left rear just fails out of nowhere. He's going, like, what, 150? I think it's the start of the straight, so it's, like, 150, 180 miles per hour. Yeah. And he just just steers to the left. Like, he has no control on that. Out of nowhere. There was no nowhere. warning, no nothing. He just crashes. He was changing a setting on the, on the wheel, too, on his steering wheel. Yes, it and probably caught him off guard, like, a lot. Just just to the left of the wall. Um, and, he, of course, he's okay. Um, you know, I'm glad he's okay. He was able to walk out. Yeah, he Fine. was shaken up, though. Like, he was terrified. Yeah. I w- after his, in- he did an interview, and it was, yeah, it felt like he was, he was, like, taken aback by it. Um, out of nowhere, no warning. And it was just weird to see. So, I think that was, just like, kind of like a one-off. So, people were like, okay, something happened. Or debris. But then, and this was this was heartbreaking, bro, because Max was so dominant, and then lap forty seven, same thing happens with him. This I think Max was going probably faster, just because at the end he was of the going straight, way faster, yeah. At least two hundred four, two hundred three, very near the top speed, and his same thing, his left left rear, rear exactly the same tire, and he goes into the wall to the right. And, uh, of course, he's also good. Um, and, uh, oh, my God, bro. He got out, and he kicked the shit out of that tire. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad. Bro. Justifiably so. He was, he, was, he was angry. Yeah, he was heartbroken, bro. There were some helicopter shots of him walking back to the paddock, and he, he would just, he put his head down on the, like, a concrete slab and just, like, like, what the fuck, and he just punched it. And... I mean, we know how Max is <laughs> when he's angry. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. Uh, even during the interview at qualifying, he said some words that are probably not suitable for TV. Um, but, oh my God, bro. I felt... I don't know. I felt how you feel for the past couple of races with Bottas. <laughs> but not as so bad. so unlucky. But not as bad because Red Bull still come on top, came on top. Uh, yeah. At the end of things, but still, I was heartbroken because I wanted to see, and because it's he didn't put a foot wrong, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he was doing great the entire race. He deserved that win, even I can say he that. Really did. Uh so even I just... like I'm not really a Red Bull fan, but even when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck? What is this, dude? This is not okay." Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. Um, I was just I was just glad, you know, coming out of some positivity that. Sergio was able to capitalize on that and win, but, oh, man. And also something else happened that we'll talk about, which is fantastic. Uh, fantastic. No offense to you. <laughs> All right, so when Verstappen goes in the wall, again, no warning from the tire. It just goes out from, from out of nowhere. And Red Bull was talking to FIA that they should – Think about red flag in the race because they had no warning, so they were they for the wanted safety to give, of all the drivers. Yeah, which was I thought was pretty nice to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I love that FIA and the team radio. Yeah, that they have insight stuff. into the race. I love that. So, so they red flagged it, and uh, for a really long time, it was a good 15, 20 minute red flag. Um, but it was a standing restart, and I was scared of the standing restart because I wasn't Perez sure. Perez was how... on the pole, and Hamilton was second. Yes. And with with the standing restart, you can't really control the pace per se, but if it's a safety car restart, you can control the pace. So you can, you know, kind of start at the end of the straight where there's a turn so you won't be overtaken so quickly. Yeah, yeah. But this one, man, it was hard. It was, oh my God. Anyways. Nerve-wracking. Do you want to explain this? Because I feel like you'll do a better job at explaining this than how Okay. So Perez, Hamilton, and I forgot who was third. I think I think it was Vettel. Uh, I'm not entirely I, sure. I think it may have been Charles, actually. Okay. So they're, everybody's left line up on the grid. It's it's like a it's like a race complete race restart. It's a sprint uh, race. Th- basically for two laps it's a sprint race. Um everybody has switched to soft tires. The cars are low on fuel. Everybody's basically on qualifying spec. They're, the the cars are gonna be the fastest they can ever be during a race. Um lights out. Hamilton gets a much better start than Perez. And he was leading Perez coming into the first corner. But then Hamilton locked up and went straight out into the uh, the runoff area. And after the race, it was revealed why this happened. So while you're warming up the car for the start, um, Mercedes has something called a magic mode. And it's, it's a little button you press on the steering wheel, and it switches the brake bias towards the front so you can get more heat into the front tires. Um, basically, when you press the brakes on an F1 car, it heats up the front tires by conducting heat through the wheel rims into the tire. And obviously, you want temperature in the front brakes. And Hamilton's brakes got extremely hot. Uh, th- that's fine for the most part. But so he turned magic mode on. D- he does his formation lap like how it's supposed to be done. And then he turns magic mode back off. And then we're off on to start. But then as soon as he drops the clutch pedal, I think, since the magic mode button is so close to the clutch pedal, he accidentally hits the magic mode button again, which means that the brake bias is shifted towards the front a lot once more. And when he slams the brakes, he had, he just locked up and went straight, because the front brake bias was so much. And I mean, he, <laughs> what are the chances, bro? <laughs> like that is just so that that is such a bad mistake to make. I and wonder if Hamilton, Toto, I wonder huh? if Toto Wolff is gonna blame Bottas for that mistake. <laughs> I mean, he might as well. Actually, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing a lot of parallels between. Vettel last year and Bottas this year. Vettel last year, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. The team yeah. kind of just leaves him out. Leave him out to dry and just getting unlucky with everything. I, I see a lot of parallels going on there, but anyway. Hamilton locked up, went straight into the runoff zone. Comes back on that track in 15, 15th place. 16th place, I think. And both Mercedes finish out the points. What What is that stat that he texted me? This is the first time in 2012? Oh, this is the first time... Since 2012, when both Mercedes cars finished, that they've scored zero points. They had a streak going on for nine, almost ten years of consistent points finishes. This is the first time it didn't happen. And this also ends Lewis Hamilton's 54 point... uh, 54 points... uh, No, race. 54 race. 54 race with points finishes. Yep. That, that, that's, that's just that, that stat is just crazy to me. That is, yeah, that is a crazy stat. I mean, Fifty-four races with points in all of them. That's just wow. 
That's uh, what was his last time he didn't get a points? I'm trying to remember. Austria 2018, he DNF'd. He was a four time world mm-hmm. champion at the time. Now he's a seven time world champion. Yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Yeah. So Mercedes finished the Azerbaijan Grand Prix with zero points. Do you think the Mercedes are feeling the pressure now? They got to put on a show. They got to put on a show from now on. Yeah. Remember what you said? Remember what you said in the beginning of this podcast when you first started? Usually, Mercedes has one bad weekend. Now they've had three. They've had three in the span of seven races, bro. Yeah. If they keep up this 50% race finish record, it's not going to. There's no way. They're going to lose. So they got to pull together. Preferably soon. Otherwise. I'm going to be having to dye my hair silver. <laughs> silver isn't that bad, bro. I actually would rather get silver than I get blue. Yeah, well, Mercedes is silver. Your fucking Red Bull is blue, so. <laughs> um, so, I've been saying this for quite some time now. And, you know, if Red Bull really want to challenge and win the championship for Mercedes and really switch the tides, they need to have both the drivers racing. You know, it can be Max Verstappen versus the, the Mercedes. It needs to be Red Bull versus the Mercedes. Yeah. But I feel like now, and it's only been one race. Actually, it's been two races, right? Can you say two races? It's been two races. It's Yeah, last race, Monaco it was, not, was... It was... It was not his fault, but still. Well, I mean, even then, in Monaco, it was Bottas versus Red Bull. Now it's Hamilton versus Red Bull. Yeah. And... Yeah, and they need to, I need more of this Red Bull versus either Bottas or Hamilton. I'm more scared of Hamilton than I am of Bottas, no offense, just because his track record of it, his track record with luck just doesn't, it doesn't pan out, bro. (laughs) Unluckiest driver on the grid and nobody can change my mind on that. 100%, Surprisingly, well not surprisingly, because of... Lewis's mistake, Max Verstappen still leads the Drivers' Championship by four points. Uh, Sergio Norris is up to third now. Right behind him is Lando Norris with just three points difference between them, so it's pretty close. Walshi Bottas is now sixth. Yeah. Oh, behind I mean, Charles. he's just one race win away from contention again, but that's just seeing him in sixth is just disappointing. Yeah. It, it, it truly is, bro. Um, and I did not expect this because I thought it would be more... I thought it would be more back and forth in terms of, like, Red Bull will win this race and Mercedes will win the next one, then Red Bull, then Mercedes kind of thing. But Red yeah, Bull yeah. have extended their championship in the constructors' by side of things points. by 26 points. Um, and Ferrari are leading McLaren now by two points. And then Alfa Tauri leads Aston Martin, Alpine, and Haas leads Williams now, which is surprising. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so the I'm way it works, it's, the way it works to to the people listening is that Haas and Williams both have zero points, so they're nine and ten. Before this race, it was Haas was tenth and Williams was ninth. The way that they counted which one would be ninth or tenth would be. Based on the highest finish you had, 
So I believe 15th was the highest for Russell. Um, and that was higher than any of both or both of the Haas drivers had done ever. But now Mick Schumacher finished 13th, which was the best for Haas and better than Williams. So Haas is now higher than Williams. So Williams is back to being last. And Haas is higher than them. It's insane. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it does not make sense. But I feel like in due time, that's going to switch back. Yeah, Williams will definitely they'll, they'll come back. Um, I really will. I, when I saw Bottas or Russell right behind Bottas, I was like, oh, are we going to get not, it again? I was like, not this shit again, dude. I was like, oh my <laughs> fuck, there's no way. Yeah, I was, I was hoping for something, but. I know, be just another, just another heartache for you. Yeah, well, I'm getting used to it now. Yeah, you, you're just used to it now at this point. It's fine. So, we'll be going back to France, which you know kind of starts the trend of going back to normal tracks and not city circuits. So, do you think Mercedes will be better at the normal tracks? Or worse um, than Red Bull. I mean, with, with France, I do think Mercedes is gonna be stronger. Okay. Definitely for France, I, I would expect Mercedes to have a one-two, maybe a one-three. So I, I'm predicting a win for Mercedes there. But the next track after France is Austria. And, and I personally, I, I think personally Austria think Austria is a toss-up. Yeah, it is a toss-up. To be fair, um, in 2018, both Mercedes DNF'd at Austria. Yes. So they're kind of out of contention, but 2019... I'm also, I'm also banging on the fact that Austria is Red Bull's track. Well, it's, it's the Red Bull the, ring, yeah. It's the Red Bull ring, and also Max is... Uh, it's the closest home race he'll get, I think. Uh, so Max fans always show up in numbers, and it's very special to him. So I'm always hoping for home races to be, you know, grand, and you pay more attention to it kind of thing, you know. Yeah, so Austria, Max won in 2019. 2020, we had two races in Austria. Bottas won one, Hamilton won one. Okay. So it's, it's it literally just a toss-up. I, I think yeah. Austria is just a toss-up. I know in the first... Could be either one. I know in the first Austria race last year, uh, Max had a failure, engine failure. Yeah, he did. So, so he DNF'd. And Albon and got... well. Albon got cocked by Hamilton once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a downfall of everything, bro. I'm telling you. That, the Brazil, and then that, it was just, poor man had his... Confidence Anyways, killer. yeah, it was... <sighs> All right. I think you can do the outro if you want, unless you have something else to talk about, too. Yeah, I'll do the outro. Oh, wait, okay, actually, so I, 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 I... Wait, 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 wait. Cut, cut. I was going to talk about the live tweets that we were doing on Twitter. Okay, yeah. All right, just one more thing. Um, This is not race-related, but... If you follow our Twitter, at on the green F1, I started doing live tweeting the race, and uh, that was kind of fun. I mean, it was it was tough, bro. I had to type so fast, but <laughs> I was typing and, and reading and reacting, and holy shit. I just... Anyways, it was really fun. I think it's really good uh, for some interactions, and just if you guys can't watch the race, it's, you know, you can just look at our Twitter. 
So Twitter I'll be doing Twitter feed, yeah. Yeah, I'll be looking at I'll be doing it more because I actually generally had really fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so just follow our Twitter and stay tuned for that. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna be live tuning in the next race, which is two weeks from now in France. We're gonna be racing at Circuit Paul Ricard. Um, it was on the calendar. It, it was introduced to the calendar in 1986. But then it was reintroduced in 2018 uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, with the modern F1 cars, races at France have been pretty uneventful. Not much happens. And it's like the polar opposite of Baku, where there, there, there are going to be minimal overtakes in France. And instead of having tight walls and very tight corners, there are massive runoffs. The track is basically just completely open. There's not much risk going on. I don't see many crashes happening or any crashes happening. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we 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 raced at Paul Ricard in 2019. Uh, Hamilton won from pole. Bottas and Leclerc qualified P2, P3, and finished in P2, P3. And yeah, I get it. that. Just shows you how how little goes on during this race. Really going but from Baku to this to this race, bro. I can't believe. Yeah, it. it's quite the downgrade. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see some track changes. I don't know. Something has to change on Paul Ricard. Yeah, but uh, that's all for this weekend, guys. Uh, I really hope you all enjoy this episode. Uh, even though I suffered, um, please be sure to follow <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Around the Great F1. And if you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And yeah, we'll see you all after France. Bye, guys. <laughs>